This is Catherine. And this is Seth. I'm a sleepy zombie. And this is Florians United. That was I'm really so weird. so sleepy, guys. <laughs> I just took a nap. And oh this God. is just what I'm going to sound like the whole time. <sighs> yep. No, I'm not going to sound like that. But that's how I feel on the inside. And I feel like it's important. Listen, this is a safe space. Yep. And I feel like it's important that everyone knows that I'm really tired. Yep. And that we are recording this again because my stupid program keeps not recording. Yeah. No, the thing, it recorded us. My computer just crashed. Yeah, we were saving it. And then it was like, remember that whole thing you just did? Bye. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, it's the recap. We did season one. Woo! We did the thing. Yay! So we're, we're casting right now, and these walls are really thin. So hopefully this sound comes out okay, and there's not <laughs> weird noises in the background. So if you're here, a weird cat is because we're cat-sitting right now. Oh my god, he's the best cat, guys. He's so beautiful. He's fluffy. He's majestic. He just, like, looks out the window at that majestic cat face. I don't fucking know. He's mm. beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so yeah. What's the team this week? Well, I forgot, because... Traumatic growth. Right. Yeah, so. Post-traumatic growth is a theme. Hold on. Let me just make sure this isn't babysitting. It's not babysitting. Good. Okay, great. Um, so, our theme for this week is actually something that we um, sort of spontaneously fell upon. We had, like, planned another theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the day we were actually going to record originally, um, we learned about this this thing, which is a real thing. It sounds like a made-up, like, uh middle-aged white person thing but it's a real thing called yeah. post-traumatic growth it's sort of like the opposite of post-traumatic stress in a way um sort of the idea being uh that there are things that after you have a traumatic experience that you actually sort of like that like i don't i don't want to say like good things that happen but like kind of well you become a better person you you learn yeah. from it and again i like i'm gonna say a blanket statement of like in no way are we saying that it is a good thing to experience no. tra- we don't encourage you to inflict trauma it, on people it's just <laughs> like we always see the negative <laughs> yes. of a trauma and the person uh, uh uh was talking about how you grow out of a trauma and you're not the same person after yeah. it which is true yeah exactly um and so look it up it's a real thing we didn't make it up um but anyway so i was just thinking a lot um about cat my wife <laughs> who makes this podcast and stuff with me um so here instead of a story i'm gonna uh, spend some time just bragging about my wife um <laughs> that's what this podcast is now um <laughs> no but so um as you know we've both talked about before uh cat um in the past year sort of fell into a pretty serious depression where she wasn't uh she was she had to take off work uh for a while and um yeah and so it was a little bit of words i'm a sleepy zombie um yeah and she had to like take off work uh for almost a year so it was like it was like a pretty serious deal and um i feel like it would have been really easy to just fall into just like I don't know, just, like, exist, like depression is I, I I did have an ex- existential crisis, and there was this one moment at the same time, my, my therapist and you were like, okay, but you have all this time, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. And it, it kind of brought me back to, like, oh, I want to be better. Yeah, and and so, meanwhile, like, I don't even, I don't even know. You've done so much, like, she's like, yo, every day, 
to be like, well, I'm, I just, like, taught myself how to code today. I just, like, <laughs> taught myself, uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm just making themes on Tumblr because I, like, taught myself how to code for fun. And then I'm like, yeah, well, you know, fun. get out of here. Oh, <laughs> well, I just, like, taught myself how to use use GarageBand. Want to make two podcasts? Uh, I just, like, I just wrote an entire D&D manual. Well, t- that was just, I, I just didn't just write oh, it. Well, like, get, it was a goal. Okay, but still, <laughs> in less than a year, in a several months, wrote an entire fucking book and p- self-published a book. Like, get out of here. I'm going to brag about you and you cannot, oh my you God. cannot okay. take it I'm away gonna from learn me. I'm going to learn two X's. like, yes, take that. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I just like taught myself how to use Photoshop and now I and taught myself how to make GIFs and edits and all of these things. And also I'm going to just create a store and sell all of the things I make and make lots of money. And I'm just like, I'm just, that's not true. I was, I was doing other things in my life. But like, you're just like, I don't know. That to me was like the most amazing example of that that I have had ever seen where like you had this this trauma and like this depression going on and you took that and what you learned from the last time you were in depression I think um and sort of like turned that into creative energy and like also used that like we were talking about <laughs> going back to episode one oh. I think it was episode one whatever it was an early one about like positive distractions yes. in a way too and I think that like if you weren't if you weren't in your depression those things probably wouldn't have happened or wouldn't have happened now for sure yeah. um, and, and it's just yeah. funny that you're saying that because um, I went into depression because I was not creating um, basically I had this false idea in my mind without like knowing it that when you're an adult you cannot be creative and go on tumblr and do <laughs> gif and be in the fandom and you have don't to tell be- tumblr that's like most of t- well that's the adult side of tumblr there's yeah. like the kid side that we don't talk about and there's the adult side. but like there was this whole part of me that thought like oh what i'm doing is wrong and not accepted by society and at meeting set and having the therapist i have saying like yeah but what the fuck who cares and like society's a social construct I don't believe in society also what do people without fandoms do with their life I don't know me neither anyway be sad um, yeah but so I I relearned oh I raise you a burp Oh, so are we, are we keeping that in the podcast or I hope so okay um, but like, yeah the the creating part basically like I took that moment to create because I forgot that I love creating, and now I cannot stop. Please stop me. Yeah, someone, please stop her. <laughs> I have to write the version two of the book now. Ah, there's gonna be a Kickstarter though. <laughs> support <laughs> my support my disabled wife if you can. If you can, <laughs> that's my wife. <laughs> okay, John Mulaney. So yeah, um, well, I'm gonna say thank you because uh, I've always seen that moment, that year of my life, like a pause because society values you with uh, how much you work in life and not what you, you were working. Exactly, and that's what that was all work. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it wasn't because I liked it. And when I I, I was the uh, oh, the moment to go back to work, I had this other existential crisis of oh my god, I don't want to have this job in a corporate company, even if I adore the company and adore my my job. I loved creating for a year. So now I, I'm doing part time, and the other part of my work uh, when I'm not working in this corporate company. I'm working with my passion, with creating art. I even have, like, we set a day where it's my creative day. It's your day. creative day in yeah. the calendar. And, like, I'm not allowed not to do anything. Like, I'm creating that day. And I'm doing, like, Tumblr posts or um, updating my Etsy page. And uh, for me, that was a post-traumatic growth because this trauma that ended up making me in depression 
led me to this year where, like you said, well, I, I just created and that podcast that this exact podcast is a result yeah. of this so yeah so you're welcome like i said never I, i'll never like wish depression on my worst enemy yeah no i already said it's a blanket statement but um <laughs> hooray for depression no no <laughs> okay. um but but anyway uh i'm and once we were when we were talking about this, or we sort of, like, learned about this, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, that is, this entire season yeah. is just, and I mean, I really think, like, even further than that, um, the entire, you know, show and how the characters develop, it's just, like, they all experience so many traumas. Yes. Um, and even, like, in their past have experienced traumas that led them to be who they are. And so uh, I thought it was, you know, kind of a, a fun idea to, like, see, instead of focusing on, like, all these horrible things that happened and how horribly they affected them um instead to maybe focus on like good things that came out of that and i feel we should do that for every season like as, yeah. a, as a recap because um because last time we were doing this we were like they all become real people in season two <laughs> or in season three or uh, right about four uh, yeah and, uh, i still yeah. haven't so, watched like half of season <laughs> yeah four. i am uh, up to date in uh, episode 10 so the musical i watched the last one you watched was <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the second one. No, no, you third don't. one. I haven't watched more than three this season. Mm, you watch Margot becoming back uh, king, right? Yeah. Okay. So the quickening. Let's say about the quickening. Oh yeah. Yes. So you know, like there's a gap. So I'm trying not to spoil them. I spoil them because I'm terrible at that. She's so bad, guys. <laughs> Um, as she's talking, I'm like, don't spoil me. And, I and she's talk. like, this doesn't count as spoiling. And I'm like, what? You're telling me something I didn't know. That's a spoiler. <laughs> She's like, but it's not a big deal. I'm like, well, it's to me. Elliot's a lizard. You're a lizard. Okay. On that, we need to do the 30-second recap of the whole season one. Oh. We're going to die. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah, you know who else is dead? Mm-hmm. Lots of people. Um, <laughs> sorry. <That's sad. laughs> um. Okay, but I'm going to go on a tangent that has nothing to do with anything. Oh, and you're boy. probably going to cut this, but I don't care. Here's some bonus content for you. When I was teaching second grade art, I had a, uh, what are you doing? I'm starting to do the, the, the... Oh, sorry, I was confused. So when I was teaching second grade art, um, I used to sort of, like, with kids that young, you kind of have to remind them to only raise their hand for relevant things, because they'll just be like, I got ice cream this weekend, and you're like, that's great, Jeffrey, but, like, we need to talk about Mozart whatever i don't fucking know but anyway so i was teaching a lesson about monet that day and this kid and i forgot to give that particular disclaimer in the beginning of class and this kid raised her hand in the beginning of class before i like could even give my spiel and goes my brother died this weekend and i'm a student teacher i'm like i don't fucking know how to deal with this they don't teach you this shit in teacher school and luckily like my cooperating teacher was there and he handled it like because i was like i don't even know i don't know this if because the way he said it, I was like, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. I don't yeah. I don't know this kid. You know, I just had started student teaching. And the cooperating teacher took over. And, like, it, it was actually true and whatever. <laughs> and I was, like, sitting there. And I'm like, hmm. You know what would be an inappropriate transition? You know who else is dead? Monet! <laughs> Let's talk about him! <laughs> That's all. Yeah, that um, bad transition. Yeah, that would be one. Yeah. Yyeah. Yeah. Okay, Speaking so... Speaking of bad transitions, let's do our 30-second <laughs> so recap. I'm starting. Ooh, okay. Ready? Yeah. Set. 
Baloney. So there's a Quentin Coldwater and he's a nerd and he fall into uh, break bills that is a school for magic and he's still depressed there but I, I still does magic and there's Judah who is his best friend who doesn't do magic who do magic but he's not accepted to break bill because Dean Fox is an asshole and uh, they have like this parallel moment where like they're learning magic but all the improvement and there's Elliot who's awesome and Alice is weird and Margot's a bitch and yeah I want to sleep with all of them yep even the beast Time's nah. over. Nah. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay? Yes. Ready? Yes. Go. Okay, so there's this uh, group of kids, and they're going to a magic school, and it's not Hogwarts, it's the other one. Um, and, uh, you know, and there's this beast that wants to kill them, and they're forced together because time magic, and, you know, and they're just trying to fight it, and then Dean, Dean Fogg is a fucking asshole. And, uh, yeah, it's just, we're just following all their shenanigans and sad things, and also Julia on the side. <laughs> And uh, with her, you know, Marina and Julia stuff happening, and Katie's there. She's half and half in both of those worlds. Me, 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 me. I feel like you just turned into Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. There's an anvil somewhere. I just remembered the, um, the episode where I put a duck for you at the end, but it was like a squeaky duck because it was the only sound I could <laughs> find. No, no, it was the squeaky I know duck. because there was the only one that was in like stock noises. <laughs> that I could find, yeah. And Arthur Weasley is so proud. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think we should do a character by character. It's going to be, like, easier. Yeah. And we're going to try to just do season one. Um, is this going to be in order of appearance or alphabetical? No, I'm kidding. The one you want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't have time for well, that. Well, let's shit. start with Quentin, because yeah. technically he's he the... he's the main character. Well, in the season one, he is framed as the main character. Yeah. And then um, they, they trick you. Yeah. And then you care about all They're of like, them. They're like, just kidding. He doesn't want to drink semen. So he's not the main character anymore. <laughs> The face I'm making right now, guys. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, the first trauma, I think, that um, Quentin lives, and it's a positive-ish trauma, is stumbling into break bills. Like, in the season? Well, I mean, let's talk about the fact that he finds a dead man. Let's tell before of that, that the first time we see him, he's in the fucking, like, hospital. He checked himself in because he felt bad about himself. This episode's just going to be about Quentin. He can't even get through one episode. <laughs> the first couple of minutes of one episode. Oh my god, poor guy. But yeah, like, he was already, like, he had this trauma with him. And then he's going to, like, uh, be a uh, in, uh, philosophy major? What the fuck, Quentin? Oh no, that's what people do. In the, no offense. But that's what people do when they don't know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah, that's psychology. That's why he, w- he went there, because he didn't Unless know. you're, like, really hardcore serious about yeah. stuff. Because sometimes people are, but most of the time... Like, I met a philosophy major the other day, and they were like, yeah, I'm just going to teach, because you can't do anything else with that. And I was like, Aww. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then, like, he's with Julia and trying not to be, like, in love with her, but he is. But he's not really. He's more in love with the idea of Julia. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so, like... But, the, I mean, definitely checking yourself into being... Well, I mean, honestly, like, being self-aware yeah. enough and, like, checking yourself into a mental hospital is both... Like, I mean, I don't even know if I... I, I would consider that a trauma. I feel like that's kind of a good thing. He hides it, though. That he... But I mean that, like, like the actual act of checking yourself into a mental hospital. No, that, that is good, but he went there because he was... Depressed. Yeah, and I think feeling... the trauma happened prior to yeah, the exactly. episode. Like, I don't think that itself. And I mean, I feel like you could argue that. I mean, depending on your experience at the hospital. But the act of, like, I think it's actually kind of 
again, like sort of focusing on those those good things, I feel like probably from his first depression or previous depression, he was self-aware enough to be like, I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, but there's something that, uh, like you said at the beginning, like, oh, I have to grow up and, and get rid of my fillery book and like... Just, and that's yeah, something. Yeah, that sounds like venom. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so just so you know, venom is how I call my depression because it's an entity out of me. Anyway, um, but the thing is, that's something that happened to me in therapy too. Like I was saying all those things, and mm -hmm. one time I realized that's what my therapist want me to say that I'm saying, but I'm not truly believing. And I think that's what like you're saying what you think they want to hear. Exactly, which but which is what he's doing. And like that's why, like he went out. He went out of the, of it and like knowing what he had to say and knowing like you cannot take me in because I'm I never like tried to hurt myself, yes. uh, but and then like he went back to being depressed on the real world. Yeah, but I think that's because he maybe gave up on it. Mm. Like I like I think that if he checked himself into the hospital, there had to be some kind of like raging. He was probably scared that he was going to do something or he, he knew from his past experiences yeah. that he needed to go to the hospital and maybe he wasn't, he either wasn't getting what he wanted to get or needed from that hospital experience, mm -hmm. possibly, or he was like, never mind, this is, everything's pointless, right? Depression is always mm -hmm. like, everything's pointless, what's even the point of this? I'm always going to be like this. Or maybe and so just got I scared just and like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it could have been a million things. But I would say when we're trying to focus on the positive things, I think that is kind of like post-traumatic growth that he knew to even yeah. put himself there. Which is like uh, angering that Dane Fogg. Uh, he went there to get meds. And within the 30, first 30 minutes, Dane Fogg takes them away from him. So he's a bit of a magician. Yeah, that's not how meds work, guys. Yeah, uh, that's the one like beef I have against yeah, the show. Yeah, and that's always like our our general feeling about medication is that it is really helpful for some people, and if it is helpful for you, that's great, and go ahead and use it. If medication is not helpful for you, that's fine too. Don't use it. If you use other things that are like you know mm -hmm. homeopathic or whatever, if you don't need medication, that's great. But if someone's taking medication, don't fucking shame them for taking medication, exactly. or, or tell them like you're gonna be better. <laughs> well, yeah, or, or, like or like say a, that they should replace it yes. with something else homeopathic. Like uh, or saying like you're gonna them. lose your creativity, yeah. so don't take it. I got yeah. told that a lot. Lot, and yeah. honestly, I've never been more creative now that I'm on my meds because yeah. I'm more focused. <laughs> but but anyway, so that's just generally, and yeah. you, you've probably, if you've listened to a whole season, you know that we feel that way, but th that's generally <laughs> our stance. And so, like, it's really, we hate those kinds of, I feel like I guess people for both of us and yes. saying that we hate those kinds of narratives. Yes. <laughs> but at least, like, um, we see, though we see towards, like, the season that, Quentin's not doing great with all his med. Like, no. he's depressed the whole season. Boy needs some serotonin releases. <laughs> <laughs> my, okay, this is just for I mean, I don't actually care, but they, my doctor for my narcolepsy just put me on another medication, and the pharmacist called and was like, this is another thing that releases serotonin. You have two of those now. You might, like, be shaking and stuff like you're on some coffee. And I'm like, give me all the serotonin. It's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so we'll see, guys. Maybe next episode I'm going to be like, ah, but yeah, I'm uh, so fucking happy. Yeah, it, it did that for me, and I had heart palpitations. Yeah, we'll so see what I happens. stopped. Um, so, yeah, and other, other trauma that uh, Quentin lives rather, like, quickly, the fucking beast, where, like, he basically get uh, the, the beast enter his class, and next to him is Dean get his eyeball pulled out. Yeah, and I mean, I would even like to talk about before that, the dead guy he walks in on. Because, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know that, that that Quentin has ever seen a dead person before. 
I know. No. Probably not. Yeah, no. Um, okay, but do you, like, you have to, have to actually see the person die to see Thestrals, though, right? You can't just uh, yes. see a dead body. Yeah. Okay, so you we have... can't see Thestrals yet. No, that's not true. You, can't, you have to have experienced death. That's it. Yeah, but to me that means someone dying. I don't know, though. No, no, because Luna never saw her mom die. She didn't? She didn't saw her mom die. She saw the casket. Oh. oh, so I get to see Thestrals. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was where I reported tangent here. But, um, that other magical school we were talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, like, the, the idea, like, I I know you had an experience like that once mm-hmm. on, the, on the, the homeless person on the, in the subway. That was traumatizing. Yeah. Um, and, but I, and I personally have never seen a dead body. Um, but I, like, can you even imagine, like, the emotional roller coaster of like being nervous, excited, you're going for an interview to a school you want to get into, and then like finding a fucking dead body instead. But then also, like, there's that clock from Villary, and now you're like excited, but like, this is inappropriate because like there's a dead body right there. Yeah, like, there's a lot going and then, on. Like, technically, saying over from the party, from the- <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, on. and then like Julie is there, and there's like this weird tension with Julia about the like about Villary after that. But, but, but then I think that's because like he's traumatized, but the actual. But the actual trauma, I don't know, like, do you think there's, it's weird because I feel like we sort of brush over and forget about it because, like, that particular guy is not important except you learn the magicians can eat Oreos and, like, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that he, like, that trauma means anything to him or, like, he... Oh, that's a good question. I know, see that I, I, but I know this forge a bit the 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 butting hands he will have with Julia because mm. both of them get out of that traumatized by it. And they talk about growing up and blah, blah, blah. And Julia's super mean for rather no reason. It's probably how she's processing. Yeah, that. and she's like, yeah. dude, you just saw someone die. You should stop t- thinking about, like, yeah, and about like fantasy and, like, live in the real world. You just saw someone die. And meanwhile, I know when I, I experience trauma, I go in my fantasy. Because it's less Stressful. Yeah. stressful than yeah, the real world. It's like a wall. Exactly. So I think that's why Quentin is like, yeah, but the February clock and look, that's the eight book and blah, blah, yeah. blah. That's because it's his safe place and that's where he goes. Meanwhile, Julia is the opposite because she she kind of learned that if I'm not that geek person, I'm going to be accepted in the world. Yeah. You know? But but did anything good come out of it? Well, I think that that's that's what's going to shape their, their, their butting in. But at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the season... They look at each other and they were like, what the fuck, man? Who are we? And, like, they, they realize that why they were butting ads were... Honestly, it's tired of that trauma. Yeah. Of that we don't see how the real world is. And even when we inject magic into it, we don't have the same experience. But at the end of the day, we are sending the same person. Well, and also, like... To playing devil's advocate a little bit, I mean, also, I mean, the fact that, right, he was going to get to Fillory no matter what, because Jane is sort of uh, manipulating all of this, yep. but, like, if he hadn't gone there, he wouldn't have had the Fillory clock experience. That's true. Like, he wouldn't have seen that clock mm-hmm. for that first time in that moment, and, like, that was a good moment for him. Yeah. Like, it was in a weird and bad situation. Yeah, and, and I feel also for Julia, it was, like, a reminder that, like... That, li- that life is real mm-hmm. and when she uh, gets rejected and she's like okay you want magic to be real I'm gonna be real then and she goes full on Julia into the hedge witch because yeah. she's like okay I, I, I refused it now you're telling me it's real no way no way she's like she refused it and I think that that drive come out from also like living this experience where she saw death 
but she also is a fillery. Man, we could just focus on Quentin for so long. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got, the, I mean, the Beast for sure. We've also got um, Scarlet Web. What came up good of it? I'd like to of know. Of what? And the Scarlet Web. I mean, <clears throat> that's a good question. I think maybe some self-awareness for Quentin, because I think that after that, he feels different to me. Like, yeah. I think he feels like, like he saw himself like that and does not want to be like that. I also think that is connection to Julia broke. Yeah. Is this guilt. It's so funny. You always say the negative things. And I was... No, but I see that as like, because he was like getting pulled down by Julia of, of like, oh my God, I should tell, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And at the point, like, oh no, oh no, no. And he went along with like Elliot and Margot and Alice and, and Penny. Like he decided to like, take that part of himself that was toxic out. Yeah, no, and, yeah, like, cut that to that toxic relationship yeah. out of his life. Okay, yeah, 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 that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, I just, I don't know, I think that it gave him, like, um, a greater sense of self, too. And sort I agree. of more, like, again, it, like, I feel like every, right, every time that you have a, an experience with depression or in hospital or whatever, you're, like, learning something about yourself from those experiences that are compounding to the next time that it happens, mm -hmm. and also, like, hey, I don't want to be that. Yeah. Also, yeah. like the the the, the like how it's the the guy that plays uh, in the, the the chess game that he cannot win. Oh God, he's got the eyes. Yeah, it's that guy. Um, like basically, Quentin learned not to play, and I think it's, he learned not to go back into in his pattern, of like you think it's you're that way. L something. We're gonna Google, but. He, he, like he learned that you think you are that way and this is like your pathway is to be depressed and go back to to this uh, um, this thing but no like you can be also a depressed super nerd and be in break deals and have friends and not being dragged down by Julia who always saw you as a second um, now you were googling so yep the, I have the clock maker the something maker no it's L something. Mm, I'm gonna pause it. I told you to record what we found it the first time. You're a piece of poo-poo. I didn't heard. Yeah, because I wanted you to get our authentic reactions when Which I found out like... that I was right <laughs> and it was something that had an L in it. It's Ellsworth Downs. Okay, but I don't. I, I I know it was the something maker. Yeah, whatever. He's a game crazy eyes guy. Mm, okay, okay. But yes, he... his official name. Listen, that's what he's credited as. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, like basically learning not to follow his own his own Them rules. Mind. Um, what else? The um, I don't know that we need to think about every, if we think about every trauma Quentin has experienced. <laughs> we'll be here all day. That's true. Um, but uh, we were talking a little bit about Julia already. Why don't we Let's go talk with, about yeah. Julia? Yeah. Um, Not the enemy accepted to break bills. Yeah, rejection's a hard one. Especially but, when you're like an Ivy League uh, girl that has... I don't think Julia... No one ever said no to her. Or failed. She never failed. Yeah. yeah. Like that hard. Or where Quinting... Well, that's what I meant by that. Yeah, like yeah. where Quinting like, was like better she than never her. got rejected. Exactly. Like, no was like, nah... <laughs> exactly. Like, even her best friend was, like, in love with her, and I'm sure she loved it in some way. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was an ego trip for her. Yeah. Um, but I think... How did she grow from that? Yeah. I, I think that, like, that is 100% what channeled her into, you know, going with the hedges and the pursuing magic and, um, you know, eventually... Uh, 
going with the future future Beowulf yes. situation. Um, and I, I mean, and obviously, like, some bad things came out of that, but also, like, Bitch became a fucking goddess. That's in other seasons. Yeah, but, like, but, yeah. Bitch became a fucking <laughs> goddess. So, um, I mean, yeah. a little bit here, a little bit there. But there's also the, um, also, if we look at the Scarletti web, uh, this trauma for her, oh my god, I almost killed my best friend, yeah. like, my childhood best friend, she learned her limits. Yep. She learned she had limits, <laughs> where Marina doesn't have any. And oh, I, uh, yeah, you're 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 so broken. I love you, but I think that <laughs> I think that you that's, have nice hair. Yeah, but that I think that's what she learned, and she grew out of this. Is like she learned how bad can magic go, and that's why she went like because that's something that a lot of people in trauma do. Um, that is like it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I experienced bad problem with an ex, and I decided not to date for two years. I, I was done with dating. I was done with guy, and then I met this one. But <laughs> on Tumblr, where Yay! you were hiding from not dating. Ha, exactly, ha, ha, I found you. <laughs> but um, I think that's that's why she went like cold turkey with Richard, and Richard was like, "No, there are good ways to use magic." Yeah. And even if the guy's really manipulative, I think he he brought meeting him was important for Julia to learn to love back magic. Yeah, I I agree. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I think it's hard with Julia because there are, there are, it's a lot of, it's a roller coaster with yes. her. Um, but I think that there definitely are things that, you know, that rejection, like, I think she needed to be rejected from something. I'm sorry, but you can't be a well-rounded person and just be like, have a happy little life. Yeah. Like, I don't, I met someone once who had never experienced any trauma at all. My first roommate in uh, college who just like had never lost anyone, had never really been rejected from anything, was, like, always... That wasn't, wasn't like, super popular, but was always, like, well... And, like, she was the most boring person I've ever met in my life. She had no, like, ambition. She had no drive. I'm sorry, Rachel, if you're listening to this. Um, But was just kind of, like... Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's grown since then. But that was the only time I've ever really met someone who I felt like had not had, like, a serious trauma in her life. And I was just, like whoa, you're, like, not even... You're still a blob. You need to be a person. Yeah. And, again, not to say that I don't want to inflict trauma on anyone, but, like, I think you really do... You build characters. Yeah, you really do. I think that we're really formed by those experiences and other experiences as well, obviously. If we were just formed by our trauma, that would be gross. Yeah. And we'd all be weird. Uh, (laughs) And we are all weird, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, of course, since we're doing a recap, we're going to have to talk about what happened to Julia with Reynard, and... I, I, I know that right now. If we're just looking at season one, there is no yeah nothing post, good. Like she's still in the trauma. Came out of that, yeah. So like in future, and like I, in season I, two and season three, we I can also look into don't, it. Uh, again, I hesitate to say that anything good ever comes out of rape, <laughs> um, but I would frame it like, how does she grow from that experience, yes. and not like what good thing came out of being raped? Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. (laughs) But, like, how did she grow from it? Right now, the answer is she's not done with her trauma yet, and season two will be her trauma. So we uh, we cannot, like, talk about this point right now. But I think that it's important to acknowledge that this is one, and we're going to have to look into it. Yeah, I think later on. Also, I just want to say, I was telling Kat earlier that I've been watching a lot of Outlander. I literally just, like, binged it last night. It's a problem. Um, But there is a moment where, like, the main character had um, been assaulted and almost, you know, raped by someone and was recounting this to someone else. And the person, you know, it was a man in the 1700s, <laughs> just for some framing. And he was like, 
oh, like, you know, essentially, like, what did you do? Or, like, what was the, re- did he have a reason? Yeah. And she just looks at him and she's like, is there ever a good reason for rape? And he's kind of like, touche. <laughs> like, well, well, uh, uh, where I learned the term post-traumatic uh, growth is yeah. from the same podcast that I'm going to talk right now. It's, it's called Ologies, which is a girl that meets different uh, ologists. Like, like paleontologists. Exactly. And the one that came this <laughs> I'm week working on dinosaurs with my nanny kids this week. It's victimology. And it's oh, a girl, uh, and it's a girl that learns trauma through, but she helped people heal from it. And um, she was talking about how society still is like that, like blaming the victim instead of like, uh-huh. and how like the Me Too movement. But what was she wearing? Yeah, but the Me Too movement <laughs> really helped into like improving and like mm-hmm. putting um, the blame on the guy or the girl or the person, the abuser, and not the victim. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole episode. It's really hard to listen, but also, like, so informative. Guys, listen to that podcast. It's so fucking good. Anyway. <laughs> I like how we're always just shamelessly play. Like, they don't tell us, guys, we're just we're just giving you yeah. our honest feelings. They don't even know who we are. <laughs> you're going to watch their podcast and be like, this podcast told us about your podcast. And you're gonna, they're going to be like, who? Who is that? I love that you say watch a podcast. Yeah, we, I watch it. I'm watching the little lines right now. Mm-hmm. They, they say, Seth is talking, he's making words. Call that waveform. Seth is talking, <laughs> Seth is talking, okay. he's making words. Let's talk about, some, words. about someone else. I say Katie, because we are talking okay. about Julia yeah. and it's a girlfriend. Girl, so. Yeah, I was about to say her wife. <laughs> Wake up! Um, <laughs> I thought you just shouted, Wicca. <laughs> I was like, I mean, not... I mean... Yeah, not moved. far off, right? Like, uh, <laughs> but I was like, that seems out of place for you to just be... So, um, I think one of Katie's first trauma is losing her mom. Yeah, that's a, that's a one. I mean, does that... Oh, yeah, that happens before she gets kicked out, right? Or she after. gets herself because her mom is dead. And they found out all the whole deal. Well, that's that. a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. And she learned that in Brickville South. Where is a shit ton of trauma happened there, if you want my opinion? Hey, oh, Mykowski. Who is hiring teachers? Um, <clears throat> teen fuck. Goddamn it, teen fuck. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, for sure, again, like, as someone who has lost a parent, um, like, that, it, and, and their relationship was so complicated. Yes. And I think, like, I... Uh, like, I personally was lucky enough that I feel like I kind of had closure mm-hmm. um, with the situation, but I also, like, had a parent who uh, had, like, substance abuse issues and, like, was not living in her home at the time, uh, like, had been kicked out um, by my mom uh, and, you know, had, like, kind of a hard... She had, you know, had, like, a struggle yep. um, with stuff. And so I... that There's that feeling, like, for me... Obviously, like, I'm not Katie. Katie is a fictional character. I don't know how Katie feels. What? Uh, <laughs> but, like, that idea of, like, there when my dad died, it was, like, the hardest part was the hope that he He's couldn't get better. Be yeah, or, like, we couldn't have a relationship or he couldn't. Because there was always that hope there. It was, like, okay, maybe he'll get better. Maybe he'll, like... Yeah, and then it was, like, it wasn't so much that it wasn't there. It was, like, that that could never happen. And I feel like there's some of that going on for Katie because, like, she has this relationship with her mom. But I really think that she, like... I think that most people want to have yeah. a relationship with their parents deep down. Like I, you know. And you you, uh, you make me think of uh, when she see the the demon that transformed into her mom. Yeah. And, and she's like, uh, Julia's like, it's not a real and one. She's and like, she, I know. I know, but, but like, like, she needed to hear from her mom, "I love you," yeah. one last time. And I think that got her closure. Yeah. And for her to be able to 
forgives Julia is such a big growth for Katie. Yeah. Because, like, she doesn't, like, episode one, Katie is not the kind of person that. Oh, no. Yeah. No, like, you know, that's like people. She's got her arms crossed, she's got flannel, she doesn't want your shit. She's a lesbian, but sleep with Penny. (laughs) (laughs) She is a lesbian. She wears too much flannel to sleep with Penny. Uh, But he wears scarves so that you can each other. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's how sexuality works, guys. (laughs) What? But I think that, uh, yeah, her being able to work with Julia and building up a friendship is quite amazing, if you want my opinion. That is fucking growth. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's fucking gross. But uh, No, but also, like, especially when she just lowered her wall with Penny and it didn't pay off, she had to run. That's true. So, like, so the she's fact the, that she does. And I, but I think it takes her. It takes oh, her a moment. I but don't know. Does she do that in season one? No, what? Does she lower her walls to Julia in season she one? She never lowered her walls with Julia. Julia learned to... To deal with Katie's wall. Okay, because it's later on. That it's, she... it's really after Reynard yeah. that they become a... Because um, that's going to be season two, but she, she when she want to get aborted, mm-hmm. Katie tell her I was... Wants and, to get an abortion. Yeah. If she wanted to get aborted, she would Oops, be getting aborted. she want to get an abortion. And she like unshamed Julia saying I was and blah, blah, blah. That's going to be season two. But like... I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, and again, we could say that that's something that Katie learned from that experience. Yeah. Like she was then able to support someone else. That's another interesting thing about trauma is that like when you've experienced trauma, then you can relate. It like gives you a window to be able to relate and connect with other people who've mm-hmm. experienced trauma. And like everybody's experienced some kind of trauma, mm-hmm. except for my one roommate. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I'm sure that she experienced some kind of trauma. We just never talked about it because we clearly were not very close. Um, but, you know, I think that it also allows us a window into other people and yeah. into, into connecting with other people because, and of course, everyone's experiences are different, but right, I can say, oh, I can relate to that experience Katie had because I lost a parent. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit like the Me Too movement, the A, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, other people have been there and survived it and are there now to be like that. I mean, that's literally what AA is. It's like, hey, it can be done. You know what I mean, and that's why I'm talking so openly about my depression and the fact that yeah. like I'm I'm out of it mostly because I want that people know that like I was at a bad place, but I I got a, not I got over it, but like it got better, even when I didn't believe it would. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And you say that now, but then like later you'll be you know you could have a panic attack in two minutes and be like it's terrible, everything's terrible, yeah. and then like, but now you have the tool, you know what I mean? But yeah. like you had the growth. To be able to have the tools now to be like, okay, and like it, yeah, you know which you weren't, bad. which you weren't yeah. able to do exactly. maybe earlier in your depression, even in this depression. Yeah, and so I feel like there is that. It's always that growth. Exactly, and and I think Katie's a lot of that. Yeah. And right now we like she almost got raped by Reynard, and Julia mm-hmm. took her place and she fled. So right now she's still in the, the trauma guilt. of like yeah. survivor guilt and. Uh, spoiler alert! When we see her back in season two, she's in a drugs, uh, druggies oh, den. Yeah. So like, uh, she, she still, she's part. She go back into a trauma. If Quentin yeah. hides with uh, fantasy and fillery, uh, Katie hide with drugs. Oh yeah. And like how trauma can also bring you down. It will bring her up, but right now she's still in her trauma as well. Yeah. At the end of season one, everyone experienced trauma. Quentin see all his friends die. Literally in the middle of Julia fucking everybody over. And like Julia see all his friend die and his best friend betraying her. Yeah. Him? Like what? 
Her, like, I just use her, 72 pronouns. Them? Julia. <laughs> I don't She's, know, guys. Okay. English is hard. Um, no, it's not. We don't even gender tables. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, so, I don't know. Let's talk about Penny and his beautiful scarf. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, first big trauma, the fact that the beast fucking betrayed him. Yeah, that's like... I mean, I feel like the closest thing that any of us can think of to that, I mean, at least that I've experienced to that, is, like, having a best friend betray you, yeah. and, like, that is not even close. No. You know what it's I like mean? It's like having a parent betray you. It's like, not, like having... It's like having your conscience betray you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like having part... Something that feels like it's part of you. Yeah. Because I feel like to Penny, that voice has, like, almost felt like part of him. Yeah, because, like, he was you saying know? how it, like, it helped him through problems and helped mm-hmm. him with magic and, like grew up with him so like the fact that oh my god now this person that I trusted fully ended up almost killing us, us all like yeah. what the fuck yeah and I understand that uh, my, now I understand why he's so angry the whole season yeah and I think that he oh. like right it, it's not um it's canon through interviews um uh, with Arjun but um the fact that, like, you know, he... I mean, we know, right, that he's had some kind of a rough past, but he talks about being in the... Like, Penny being in the foster system. Yeah, he has... Um, the thing is a, a trash bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. That you talk with Jasper. Yes. And, uh... And so, I mean, that level of abandonment issues that... Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like... I don't know anyone who's been in the foster system. I've never heard a story of someone who's been in the foster care system that doesn't have abandonment issues. The foster care system is broken and terrible. And also, just, like, in general, the idea of... You know, like, I, I can't even imagine what that experience is like of someone. Like, we don't know why necessarily Penny was in the foster care system, but of feeling maybe, like, you're not wanted or mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Um, and so, like, those kind like, he already clearly has some fucking abandonment issues. And then let's Katie in. Oh. And then... It breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, again. So it, like, has that thing with the beast still allows... These... I love these the characters who, like, are being burned and then letting people in and then are like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Well, see, it happened and then um, Lipson tell him, like, when people want to help you, let them in and he's gonna go help them go yeah. into Fillory. And he tries so hard. He the, just is... He doesn't know so how broke. to friend. And in the he book, doesn't know how to friend. But in the book, it's even worse because, like, in the book, Penny is, like, super mean to Alice and, and Quentin and... Doesn't he have uh, green mohawk? Yeah. And he's, like, uh, basically, he, he's bitching them. And at one point, uh, Elliot is like, why are you with us? Uh, helping us. And Penny's like, because you're my friend. It's like Draco saying that to Harry. You're like, what? Like, everyone was like, oh, you think you're weird? Oh, yeah, he oh, just, like, doesn't know how friends he, he, work. He doesn't know how to connect with people, and yeah. I think like well, I think that's has why a lot to do with his childhood. Uh-huh. And I think his friendship with Alice, I think that's what is so pure, because there's, I think with Alice there is no, I'm gonna use you for something. Yeah. It's just hey, I like you. I wish that they we got to explore that more because yes. it felt like very forced to me the first time I watched it because it felt like it was developed in one episode and then like never got. Yeah. It felt like it was developed only to be used so that she could have someone to sleep with, revenge sleep with. Yeah. That's and, uh, which was unfortunate because I felt like it was a, it really made a lot of sense yes. as a relationship. Um, and I kind of wish we got to see more of it. But mm-hmm. uh, but anyway. And uh, No, but I think that Penny, like, see Alice as a sister a bit? Yeah. Like, he, he didn't let he stuck her... with his sister? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but, like, the fact that, like, he, he did let Alice in. But not as fully as, and yeah. I think that that's how he grew. Sadly, is learning where his ba- boundaries. boundaries but that's a good thing yes. in a way. Like learning your boundaries is good. Like I, 
am, <laughs> you guys may not know this about me, I'm an oversharer. Like, there are some times where, and, like, in this medium, like, whatever, that's fine. But there are some times where I, like, say too too much when I'm like, I don't actually need to divulge that information. Yeah. Um, and I think that Penny had a moment of that with Kate. Like, I think that there are moments of being vulnerable, but there's, like, you know what, like, I can just sort of, like, you know. If it's uh, to be shared, yeah. it's going to be to be shared, but not now. Yeah. Yeah. And not not to be afraid to share things, but like okay, maybe I need to just maybe that's why he's so angry at Quentin because Quentin brought this vulnerability in him. Mm. Like Quentin is so in touch with his emotion and like able to share when he's not okay, and Penny's not able to yeah, do that. Yeah, I think that I mean we talked, I think it was in the episode with Jasper, in fact, where we talked about maybe like Penny seeing things that he like of himself in Quentin, but also for maybe he, he sees things that he's jealous of in Quentin too. Yeah. I think he sees both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I think that the ability to be in touch with his emotions is something that, you know, yeah. maybe Penny is jealous of and like, learn from that bitch. Mm-hmm. Touch your emotions, touch them. <laughs> and uh, the, the latest trauma he's gonna have is he fucking lost his hand, which for a magician is like the worst. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. I had a friend over recently, and they just started playing the cello again, and we were having dinner together, and they went to slice bread, and they cut, cut their off, like, a piece of the, it was oh, horrible, it was so oh my gosh. god, but, like, they really injured, badly injured their finger, and it was, like, the finger they needed to play cello, and they were freaking out. They didn't freak out about the cut. No, they were like, what a cello, and, like, just blood everywhere, we should deal with this. Like, um, you need stitches. <laughs> but, uh, they're fine, uh, and they're, and they have full mobility of their finger. Um, uh, so there's, see, they, that's, that's the, the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most dramatic growth they can still play cello guys but, yeah, I, <laughs> they learned not to use my knives because they're very sharp <laughs> um, but yeah I think that I can't even imagine being or like let's say if you are a dancer and you hurt your you know legs ankles feet whatever mm-hmm. like those kinds of things where it's like that's what you do mm-hmm. and like magic is like not even like an occupation it's like part of who you are yeah so not being not able to do that, I and can't imagine. When you can, yeah, when you think about it, even Penny is othered by magic because ma- he's a traveler, so he yeah. doesn't experience magic as and like the he's same not, way. yeah, and he's a, he's like a creature because like magic he's is a, a creature. Well, yeah, because he, he can travel between worlds without magic, without when magic is. He's off. a house elf. He's a house. He's Dobby. Penny's Dobby. <laughs> Give him a sock. Uh, <laughs> Penny is Dobby, give him a sock. Put that on a sticker. It makes no sense, but I want a sticker of it anyway. But, um, yeah, I, have ju- to be cute. I, I just think that what's important, that, that what's beautiful with Penny in this season, when you think about post-traumatic growth, post-syndrome growth, that, uh, <laughs> is... Um, post-syndrome growth, that. Yeah. Is uh, how, despite, like, how he's trying to, f- to connect with people mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. But he's gonna try again, and it doesn't work. But he's trying. Like he's yeah. really trying, genuinely, to have friends. He just don't know how. Yeah, but I think the fact that he keeps trying is kind of growth because I feel like mm-hmm. I think that in the beginning of season one he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, he was ready to quit the rake bills. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um. Okay. Let's talk about Alice. Ah, uh, poor baby. Well, the first big 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 trauma is realizing what happened to her brother and now she has to live a life knowing that and not being able to do anything about it yeah and she's a fixer yep like she she thought she could and she was about to niff in her she was about to kill herself she was ready to die and quentin's like no bitch 
But I don't, for me, that doesn't even feel like she was ready to die for her brother. It feels like she was ready to die for being right. That's fair. In a way, yeah. like, I can do it. I'm the one who can do it. Th- almost in a similar, like, her and Julia should be fucking best friends because they there, are... There will be friend and me at break bills. I'm oh, sure. yeah. And they will sleep together. <laughs> like, hey, Angry sleep. sex. Yeah. Yes. I need that thickness. Oh, my God. It probably exists. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like... Yeah, I feel like they're fighting about some kind of theory and then they just start making out. <laughs> and Margot is in the corner just eating popcorn. In the library. <laughs> it's in the library. Anyway, um... Oh, my God. But I agree that she... This, like, at, at first, that's her goal and that's her drive. That's why she got to break bills that... And, like, she, she left the moment, like, she had her answer... But then she went to Genji, and Gen- and Genji's like, you don't know who you are. College is the best place not to know who you are. Go yep. there. That's the whole point of college. They Honestly, don't tell yeah. you that. It's not to get it. It's, it's to lose a lot of money, be in a lot of debt, um, and find yourself. Especially if you're American. Canadian, you're in a lot of debt, but less. You're not. No. What you paid for school was the amount of debt that I had. Most people have more debt than you guys pay for school. It's I know. adorable. Um, I mean, not for us. <laughs> it's terrible for us. I love telling people how much I paid, though. That's like my friend uh, Zach posted. My friend had had a room up for a rent, and was like, "It's this fucking huge room, okay?" And was like, "Oh, it's like five hundred dollars." Like that's like a nine hundred thousand dollar room in New York. Yeah, but City. it's New York City. I know, <laughs> but damn, everything's yeah. so cute here. Um, but yeah, so uh, what else? Uh, Alice did live in a room, being turned into a fox. I think traumatized her. Like, being in touch with her senses and not logic. Oh! That's what it was. Oh! <laughs> I just, yeah, we just discovered something. <laughs> yeah, because she's someone who's very logical, and having something that's illogical is, like, does not compute. Listen, that's Spock, why, yeah, calm down. That's why she, uh, when she said to Quentin, I don't know what's Fox and what's me, yeah. freaked her out because she, like, she desire him on, like, this visceral yeah, level, level yeah. and she thinks that's not me, but yeah, bitch, that's you. You can both be, you can be logical and also bone Quentin. It's, I mean, I'd bone to me, too. that's not logical, oh. but to some people it is. <laughs> Chad is fanning herself. Hey, look, he's cute. I just want to braid his hair. I it's miss nice. his long hair, man. I miss his long hair. Yeah. I blame Brian. Anyway. <laughs> God damn it, Brian. I, bl- I blame Fog. I'm sorry it's Fog that gave him an haircut. No. Fog couldn't cut hair that well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, I I mean, I also... I'm trying to think of other... <laughs> drinking some semen. Um, <laughs> Getting cheated by Quentin. Oh, yeah. Because, like, she finally opened up to a relationship after... How terrible our parents showed her what sex and relationship can be. Yeah. And toxic their parents are to each other. She opened to Quentin and like they were happy and Quentin fucked up. I don't know why I never put it together until this moment right now that her parents had like cheated on each other. And that's why that was such a trauma Oh, my God. Yeah, I never thought about that. Like her dad literally threatened to kill himself. Oh, my God. So put that trigger warning in there, but like... Well, this episode will form. All of them. But yeah, I mean, I think that's why, in a way, like... Because I sort of... I don't know. I thought that she... The way that she reacted to that situation was not inappropriate, but dramatic. 
like sitting at the edge of the bed waiting for him to wake she's up. She's Stephanie's she's daughter. She's so fucking petty. That was the Stephanie coming through. Oh my gosh. She's Stephanie's daughter. I'm sorry, but like as much as she doesn't want, she's our mother's daughter. Oh, and just to like start off. <laughs> I'm like, I've been sitting here for three hours just for that one minute of but I, I, I feel, yeah, and I feel like for her this, um, but then what's amazing from that is she still go to Quentin and say, I know we're in a bad place, but I'm having your back. This is fucking huge for her because like, she, like if my boyfriend would have and did uh, cheated on me. Not me. Not me, my ex. Not uh, you. <laughs> but believe me, I like, I, 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 I went insane when it happened and I didn't want to do anything with him. And I got in the, in the depression because of that, you know? So I think that for her to say like, look, And it's a bit what happened when she bought all her emotions. It's like, my anger will have killed us. Yeah, I was just like, it's a good thing. But the thing I would have gotten us I all think, killed. like, emotion Alice, Alice with her emotion, remind, remind, remember that moment of, like, okay, I have to keep my emotion in check yeah. when it comes to the beast because that's more important than what I feel, which is something at the opposite of Quentin with all the feels. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think that that's huge growth for her because in the beginning of the season, we see she's like like she gets so emotional that mm -hmm. she literally almost kills herself yeah. by niffing out yeah you know what I mean like emotional in a way that like she's not allowing herself to be to experience her emotions at all I feel like so they just all came out yes you know in the, in this unhealthy way and I think that like her being self-aware it's just everybody being self-aware be self-aware guys go to therapy these kids need therapy um yeah but like being self-aware enough to say like hey I'm so mad at you, but, like, I need to keep my emotions in check yep. because this is not as important. But I think, like, I don't know what what growth came out for either of them in that. We're going to see it in season two. Yeah, I think it's so, It's season too. two. That's all there is arc in it season two. It's, uh, it's episode one, two, three. It's their arc. It's yeah. that moment uh, before she and Although I, I will say, I think, and maybe we talk about Elliot next, but I will say that I think that Elliot grew from that experience because I think that he he felt bad about it. Like, Margot was kind of like, that made that Margo, shitty comment about, Margo like, you don't get to feel bad for sleeping with me. But, no, like, she, she doesn't grow from it. it, it no, but I do think she felt bad about it. Yes, but, like, that's how she... But that's I mean, she but Elliot, But the fact that Elliot was, it was like, he drops his facade for a minute to be like you know like I actually feel bad of like we kind of fucked up their relationship yeah like actually to be able to admit that for mm -hmm. Elliot I think is a big deal and not have that like and same kind of comment like Margot had to kind uh, of hide you, it did you uh, watch the Mind Palace yes you watched the Mind Palace right with Elliot what's that oh the one mm -hmm. where we was yeah. gay gay And just say the gay one. <laughs> well, there's a lot of gay ones nah there's but, five but uh, in, in season four like I know we're going forward but Sleeping with Quentin is one of his biggest regrets. Like, break him up, Quentin and Alice. Yeah. It's not sleeping with Quentin, it's breaking up. Yeah, I know, it's not nah, sleeping with But it's, it's like breaking up what Quentin had and making yeah. him sad and, like, hurting Alice that he never thought he, he was as a friend. And that's something in the deleted scenes that uh, she... Um, oh, wait. Yeah, in the deleted scenes, he's, like, uh, he's in the, li in the library, like, looking at Mike's book. And Alice look at him, and he's like, uh, I don't remember anything, so... And she's like, what do you think that entitles you to, like, like hurt me? I thought you were my friend, and she leaves. Wait, what? Yeah, that's... Wait, I don't get it. Like, basically, like, he's like, I don't remember, so it doesn't count. 
and she's like oh. fuck you it counts and that that like you you not remembering doesn't mean like it doesn't count and i thought you were my friend but you're clearly not and she leaves and you see like elliot's face like like dissolve and he feels so bad because you realize oh my god i was Elliot's friends yeah i was not just quentin like i ruined that and i ruined yeah me yeah yeah uh, well, I mean, it takes three to have a threesome, but you know. Exactly. Uh, I was about to say it takes three to tango, but no. No, it's two. <laughs> I know, that's the expression. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and, um, well, a trauma that we're going to have to look is her dying from the beast. Yeah. But, like, can you grow from death? I think she does. And we're going to talk but about that in yeah, season two. Yes, we don't really get to see that yet. Um, does drinking semen count as a trauma? It would be for me. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, speaking of drinking semen, let's talk about Elliot. <laughs> Kat was drinking a s- coffee. I made her die. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. But will you grow from that experience? Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Elliot is a big trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so rude, but also kind of true. Like, um, I feel just him, the way we see him for the first time, like, lounging on the break buildings, oh, like, smoking. This is him knowing that if he needs to do a good impression if he wants to be loved. And yeah. we know from his past that he was not a love, uh, a love person Yeah, he's trying really hard to look like he's not trying hard. It's the Ted Mosby, like, hair hairdo. Oh, my God, it's the Ted try- Mosby hairdo. Oh, my God. You, yeah, where you try really hard to look like you didn't try. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I think that we see uh, Elliot's facade crumbling a bit. The more the episode comes, more we realize that the, the Elliot we saw in episode one is not Elliot. It's really honey, funny to hear you say facade with an American accent. Facade? Yeah, you say facade. In facade. In facade. Anyway, um, but yeah, and I think, well, losing Mike, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that was, like, I, I feel like the biggest one for him in this season, um, because we, I mean, we saw that shift and how that kind of broke him, but, like, and I don't, I don't know that we see any of the good things that come out of, the, like, not the good things, but the growth that comes out of that season in two. this season. Yeah, season two. I think that we see it next season, but I don't, he's, I, he's, I mean, because he ends the season being totally fucked up. Yeah, and, like, he almost killed his friend because of that. And I think it's, I, I think it's kind of... Um, I don't know, cool to look at the fact that, like, in the big picture, like, season one, like, I feel like is the trauma, and season two is kind of the growth. Yes. Like, the start of the growth, but I feel like season one just... As a, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a long end game. It's funny because season one is the, is the trauma, season two is, like, the growth, and season three is them, like, having learned from the girl, and season four, oh shit, man. (laughs) And season four is okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're right, but I think that also one thing that, um, is going to be more for Margot, but, is, like, uh, when you presented me, um, uh, the magician at first, you told me Margot and Elliot are attached to the hip. Yeah. And it's not that after. No. And the, this breakup of... Because before they were like a blob, it's yeah. like Margot and Elliot. Margellian. Mar- Mar- Margot, yeah. <laughs> so like, and it's not that, and I think they don't know. I tried to know. combine it the other way, and it's still Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I called it Marriott. Elio, like the pizza. <laughs> anyway. It's a delicious frozen pizza from the United States. I believe you. Oh, it's like childhood it's so good. You gotta <laughs> eat it. Okay, it would be terrible if you ate it now and didn't yeah. grow up with it. Anyway, hello. And, uh, uh, and I think like losing this part of the blob and having to like, 
But having to learn. I'm just imagining flubber. <laughs> no, but it's just having to learn like being in a trauma, being in a bad place, and losing your best friend because of things you do. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. And I think he realized it when like he's not helpful. Well, he's just being self-destructive and like in a way that like people are trying to help him and he's not letting himself be helped in a way that it's just the like, only time he's gonna help is because going to refillery for him mean dying yeah he's ready to help because he wanna die yeah this is so sad <laughs> yeah but he doesn't so that's good well he does but he gets undead so that's fine that's complicated <laughs> <laughs> on literally now Avril Lavigne complicated is stuck in my head okay uh, is there anything else uh, trauma wise with Elliot well I mean hmm. yes but I feel like that's probably the sort of biggest thing and I think you know it's sort of a segue into um, into Margot mm-hmm. and how uh, how losing Elliot was traumatic for yeah. her but also empowering and I feel like growth like she in the scene where with the Margolem when they go to the the ex's place mm-hmm. and uh and Elliot is just like being super shitty um and she is just kind of like okay that's it like I don't I don't need you I don't need you like I feel like she was kind of keeping him around yes for her but also she was trying to help him and at this point she's like okay he's just I think it's the first time we see I Queen Margot yeah yeah. And it's the first time I feel like she's learned now, okay, like, I've tried to help him, I've tried to help him, but now this is toxic, and I need to help myself. My God, you're so right. She realized, oh, Elliot. That Elliot's can... toxic oh my to God. in that moment. And that, that is hard, especially for a best friend, to realize yes. that your best friend is toxic. And to, like, to see someone struggling and not, and realize that you can't help them, they have to help themselves. Yeah. And you've given them, you keep reaching out of hand, and they keep not taking it, and it's like, that's up to them. There's so much you can do at one point. Yeah, and it's and it's toxic for, for you. And it's I think, not healthy for you to keep being in that relationship. And I think also her, like, crying about that to Quentin helped. Yeah. She needed to cry, but don't let herself to. Yeah. You know? Everybody. Therapy. <laughs> These kids, man. And do you Someone think- write that fic. Please just write me a wholesome fic about all of them just going to therapy. Like, I would eat that up. Do you think that she sleep with Quentin and Elliot because she wanted to connect back with Elliot? Part of her wants to have... It's after that? Yeah. Oh, right, because she's crying about him. I mean... Part of her, like, want to have this connection with him. But I think that in a way it's also a disconnect. It's like alcohol or drugs where, like, yes, it can be very... For some people it is a way to connect to people, but for some people it's a way to disconnect and just, like, be... Yeah. Like a distraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're in your head and you're mm-hmm. just like thinking about like feeling the feeling of sex and not like, oh, I'm so connected with Quentin Coldwater right now. Like somehow I just don't think that was what was going through. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, Margot. No, not, but that makes I mean, sense. I'm not Margot. But you know what I mean? Like for me, I sort of thought about it as more like as a distraction mm-hmm. from everything that was going on. But but her saying like, ah, I don't remember, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a, honestly, I, I call bullshit. Yeah, it's a power move. It's it's uh, her feeling guilt and refusing it. Yeah, Margot. Oh boy, did we forget some? Uh, well, Josh. Well, let's let just no, mention. Josh doesn't count. No, let's just mention that it's a trauma for him to be there for like two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a trauma. And Finn to be, to and be probably like, to not have anyone to talk to. Like yeah. that's pretty. Intense. And like Finn getting and married. Also, but also for Josh to find out that time passes differently, like that's. Right. That must be traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty intense. We didn't forget about anyone, right? 
uh, Dean Fogg. But this, honestly, like we we've we've touched that the first time we recorded, and I want to bring it back. How oh, yeah. how traumatizing it must be for the dean to be to see those same kid dying over and yeah, over. Yeah, we talked about how we wonder if like maybe he is as shitty as he is because of that. Like, was he always like? I, I mean, think he's disconnected. Based on the teachers that he hires, I think that he's still a terrible teacher. But I think he's but, so disconnected and like, yeah. I don't give a fuck and whatever, man. Because he's so used of thing. Re- yeah, setting. I think maybe that first time he was connected and he was really invested in these kids and he just like couldn't do it. Anymore and I think like he's not able losing to, them that many times. And he's not able to. Be and anymore. I think no. like he's, he's at a point where he's like, I gave yeah. up everything I have. Yeah. So I think his growth for him he was to let it go. Yeah, and I think in a way that's kind of healthy, but it didn't manifest in a healthy way for Dean Fox. No, because the guy is depressed and cures it with alcohol. Yeah, it's not great. That's what we call an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I know your your favorite wife, Ben. Um, yeah, I mean, getting married to a stranger is a trauma, for sure. And just, like, living your life and doing your thing and then finding out, like, oh, shit, I have oh, tonight to marry I, a stranger. I, uh, tonight? Nice. You know? Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then her whole face changes and everything. I know, and like, she <laughs> literally changed. Job. <laughs> she has to change body for him. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think it's time to do our, our last bit, which is the vase and the flower. Mm-hmm. Quick reminder, vase of flowers is a French expression, which means don't give back and then compliment. Don't give the vase and the flower, which is... Like something good at something. Like, like oh, oh um, I don't know. You're cute for a fat person. That's so funny because all I could think of was that dress makes you look fat, but that's not a backhander compliment. <laughs> that's just, that's just yeah. an insult, but I like how, I don't yeah. listen. I'm a Hufflepuff. I don't know how to be mean. <laughs> Or uh, let's try to find another one. Uh, you're funny for a girl. I'm. You're yeah. be- you're you're attractive for a black person. Yeah. Oh. So that's a basic. That's problem. also just fucking racist. Yeah. Um. So I. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give. I'm hitting at racism. Sorry. Uh. Do uh, Do you have yours? Because no, I, have I forgot mine. what mine were. Okay. Uh, I rem- Could uh, be different this time. Well, yeah. Uh. My 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 vase will be in uh Elliot's face, for. Imposing the the prob- his trauma to his friend to a point where he almost killed him, mm. like he was ready to die in Fillory and yeah. like look that's his deal. But the taking the acid carrot, knowing they were in a, about yeah. to, like dead or li- li- life situation, and if Margot didn't have that gun, he would have died. Yeah, you know. So uh, honestly, like not like live your trauma, but leave either alone. But the fact that he was re- he was so self destructive that he would have killed his friend. Yeah, it's not great. I mm. think I gave mine to him in that episode, too. Yeah. Uh, and my flower I will give to Julia, uh, which surprised me, if you want my opinion. <laughs> but I think, um, for me, that's where I saw the most post-traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. And also how... Um, it's funny because the first time I watched her, I hated Julia. Yeah, we both did. It's but really I funny. think I hated her because I... I saw myself in that the the struggle of always like seeing someone better and someone smarter and someone like you know someone that has it all and you're you're I, rushing I and just you feel like you need to for me I needed to know Julia past yeah. like season one to like her then I went back and watched season one I was like oh, okay she's not just a whiny jerk no and like she she got some shit but like the fact that even like even when life put um stick in her wheels 
she got back up. It's a bit like sticks in her wheels. Is that a French expression? Oui, des bâtons de That's cute. It's a bit like. I mean, it makes sense. Well, it's a bit like Captain Marvel when she keeps getting up. Yeah. You know, and and she's like, like, not life keeps knocking you down. And like, but what we would say in Brooklyn. But like, then she keeps getting up, and she's like, no. I like I'm doing it and it's for, not for anybody but herself and at the end she's just a, a stronger person yeah. and I I saw my I see a lot of myself in her trauma <laughs> you're about to say beaucoup, uh, beaucoup. <laughs> uh, I see myself in her trauma of like how she handled her trauma and she handled it badly because she didn't have yeah. support and when she got it she bloomed and I with oh the, she's a flower bloomed uh, but also it's like, spring <laughs> but it's mostly like even if Richard did yeah, things, um, questionable. I, thank is you. The word you were looking for. <laughs> but but wow. I, I think that she needed him to see how her trauma can be good. That makes sense. Oh, I'm yelling. I'm a sleepy robot. Beep boop. Um, yeah. So I'm actually this is also going to surprise myself, and I'm going to give my flower to Quentin. Okay. Because I feel like out of everybody, he had kind of the most growth mm-hmm. where like and that growth was in his self-awareness mm. and his ability like it was like a lot of inside growth and I just I think that that's I don't know like especially for someone with depression I think that having self-awareness can be really hard like having an honest self-awareness it's funny that you're saying that because it makes me think that we were saying at the beginning saying like he said what he needed to say to get to the end of the hospital Versus him refusing to be the hero because he was yeah, not. Yeah, like I think that, that is huge. You're right. Yeah, and I still think it has a lot to do with not wanting to drink semen, but it's fine. <laughs> Would you drink cold semen? But if it's cold, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. If it's cold, that's mm-hmm. the difference. There's probably congealed. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I do. I think that that you're right. It's a lot for him. I think to like I think for anybody with um, some kind of distorted self view, like something that mental illness that distorts your mm-hmm. self-view I think that it's a lot for him to like have a realistic self-view yeah um and know his limits and things so I'm gonna give Quentin baby's breath Aww. which is edible my roommate ate her corsage once anyway college was a weird <laughs> time for me y'all you were in, in art different roommate <laughs> neither of them well actually the boring one was the artist mm. The That's weird, weird one was a music therapist. Oh, yeah, she's weird. I fucking love her. Uh, do do, do um, you have a vase? Or you're giving it to Elliot, too? We do have a vase. It's a nice one. Um, no, um, my vase I will give to... Honestly? I don't know. Nah, I don't know why that's coming up for me. Well... It makes no sense. Let's explore it. I mean, in a way, I kind of want to give it to Jane Chapman. Oh, yeah, fuck that bitch. All of the, like, <laughs> I understand that she's doing the best she can with what she has, probably, but, like... She's doing them. But, like, she's just fucking, yeah, it's not their fault, it's not their problem. Yeah. And the fact that she's inflicting all of these, you know, however many fucking lifetimes worth of traumas on these people. Forty. Yeah, whatever, I don't, I don't know, numbers. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, is, I mean, I think about how many traumas they experience in those other lifetimes. She's just like, ah, that didn't work. Like, it's a fucking video game. And I love that, like, in the future season, we're going to explore that those timelines still exist. Yeah. And still have a shit ton of trauma. Yeah, so she's just putting trauma out into all the multiverse. Yep. Like, yeah, I don't... So, so yeah, Jane, stop that. Well, if she stopped, she's dead. That's because I threw a vase at her head. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good shot. 
<laughs> and on that note, don't make me angry or I'll throw a vase at your head. Um, hey, uh, I think we're done with the, the episode. Thank you again, guys, for following us for one season. Uh, yeah. Kind of crazy. I never thought we would... Yeah. I really love okay. doing that, okay? I'm sorry, but I cannot believe that when we put out a survey and we asked what you guys wanted more of, you were like, talk for longer. No one in my life has ever asked me to talk more, and I'm honored that you want to listen to us talk yeah. for longer. And we have some uh, maybe uh, ideas. Some exciting, uh, yeah, maybe surprises for next season. We'll see. And uh, once again, thank you to all the people that uh, were... Um, Patreons. Third, yeah, patrons, and also all our hosts and all... Uh, people that supported us and just said like yeah we want to listen to a deep analysis of this obscure show that yeah. not a lot of people and, watch and uh, thanks again to Brittany Curran for being our guest as well and for being that alive was, yeah thanks for existing and helping create this beautiful piece of work and thank you f uh, to Jasper and V and uh, who else do we have as a guest hmm, I think that's what Jasper I think, that, I think we had Jasper twice right yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be back with season two. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're take a break. Yeah. Uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, um, month of May, we're taking a break. So I think it's like two episodes. And we're going to be back with season two. We have another cast member that yes. agreed to be with us. We won't also, say they reach out to us, which is yeah. kind of fancy. Like, Woo! I don't think we're that cool. We're, we're not. Cool. We are. No. <laughs> yeah, we are. Take that compliment. Take that growth. Take it. But uh, yeah, just a big thank you. Honestly, like uh, even if sometimes we're like, oh, we have to watch an episode and record. At the end of the episode, I'm like all pumped and like I yeah, love even more the discover show. Discover something, which and, is yeah, so fun, and it just makes me love um, even more the show. So uh, if you want to reach at us, uh, we have um, so much social media. Yeah, we have uh, at Philorians. That is the Philorian United. My in is I can fan. Your is wait on what are we? What are we talking about? Uh, Twitter. Oh God! I don't. I think it's still how we roll in the Shire. Yeah, I think it with is. underscores. Under he's never word. on it. No, that's not true. True, I'm on there when something on the Adventure Zone makes me angry. <laughs> oh wait, on Twitter? No, it's at hwr in the Shire. Okay. Yeah. And I thought we were talking about Instagram for a minute. No. Because they're similar. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, I only ever go on Twitter when the Adventure Zone makes me angry. Um, because yesterday I saw a book. Uh, a children's book called Where's My Robot's Arm? And I was like, God damn it, Magnus! <laughs> and uh, on uh, Tumblr, we have a uh, flurnionunited.tumblr.com mm -hmm. We are we have a, a production house now called Spoonful Productions. Yeah, because we hope that the things that we create give you spoons instead of yeah. takeaway spoons. We like If you don't know what spoon theory is, Google it. And uh, we also have, if you want to know what to listen one. Sorry, they came out really shady. Yeah. But, like, you can Google it. The, the, we have another uh, podcast now named Fillerian United. No, that's uh, this one. Further Than Fillery, that is a, um, the magician podcast. Yeah, it's a play test of um, the book that I was referencing earlier that Kat, yeah. Kat created a tabletop, sort of Dungeons & Dragons style tabletop game, and we're play testing it. It's super fun. And with the the end of this, the fourth season, we're gonna, I'm going to rewrite it. So Yeah, there's going to be a second edition yeah. of the book. Mm -hmm. So uh, keep an eye on it. And yeah, I think uh, just reach out to us if you have anything to say. Thank you again. Yeah, um, I mean, other than that, also social media uh, handles. Oh, mine is Hiking Fan. No, 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 for the podcast. Uh, it's Philorian United, Philorians. 
at Florians for everything? It's no. at Florians or on Twitter on on Tumblr is uh, florianunited.tumblr.com. And our Patreon at uh, it's Florians. Great. You should, you know, also in this uh in this hiatus you could become a great great patron. Yeah, to help us support us for making this next season because we are going to be in that advice. Um, we are going to be trying to make longer episodes and adding potentially new segment, um, which is gonna you know take some work and time. And we want to be able to make the best thing for yeah. you. So if you're able to, we would so appreciate. And you get uh, audio bonuses for every. You get a special link and then you get audio bonuses for every single episode. Yes, and we might even be adding some other little special things yes. for uh, patrons. So keep a lookout for that if you like special things. Yes, and yeah, I think... That's about it. Yeah, um, we're gonna go not die by the beast. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna cook some chicken. And I'm gonna talk about Finn until you don't listen. And then we're gonna watch Queer Eye and probably cry. We like to time how long it takes before it makes her cry. Yeah. Last anyway. Time, last time was eight minutes. Yeah. Oh, that was a good episode. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Bye.